You Can Handle Anything, episode number 329. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face, and I'll share the tools and strategies I developed that will help you deal with these challenges in any moment with confidence, resilience, and integrity. Tune in and discover how living your life deliberately instead of reactively will allow you to reclaim control over your emotions and live your life with purpose so you can truly handle anything life throws your way. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So if you are a regular listener to my podcast, you know that every Tuesday, rain or shine, I broadcast a new episode for you with a teaching relating to getting unstuck and living your life on purpose, or what I call living deliberately. And alongside that teaching, I typically share a personal story to illustrate the steps that I took in my life to get unstuck and how you can be inspired to learn from this and do the same. Well, this week, I'm not going to share with you a personal story. Instead, I'm going to share with you two stories that are not even mine, and they're both great stories. And there are stories that also have a similar theme, which is the fact that in both of these stories, the main character took a pause long enough to be able to come to the conclusion that the story wasn't hers to tell. Now, for you to really be able to appreciate what I mean, you have to understand what I call a story. When I use the word story in this podcast, in my books, or when I'm coaching, I'm referring to your perspective of any particular circumstance. In other words, the circumstances that we experience in our lives are facts, right? It's raining outside. The car broke down. Someone didn't arrive on time. Those are facts that we could all agree upon if we were in the same location. But what happens then is that everyone in that circumstance develops a story in their mind, and those stories are not 100% true. They're based on facts, but their perspective is just merely that, a perspective. And while it may feel 100% true, feelings are not facts. And it's our stories that get us into trouble. Because when we aren't being conscious of our stories, we tend to react to our stories emotionally. And that's when we end up regretting the things that we do and regretting the things that we say. Okay, so let me share with you two interesting experiences that I had recently. The first one happened when I was in Washington, D.C. just a few weeks ago. I was in a car talking to a new friend of mine. We were actually acknowledging and praising and loving on a mutual friend of ours who we just adore to pieces. And as we were speaking, she made a comment that was kind of curious to me. She said something like, yes, but I'm not sure I would make the same choices or something like that. And instantaneously, I kind of reacted and said, what do you mean by that? And I didn't mean to ask in a you know mean way. I was just curious about what she meant. And this is the best part of the story. She just took a stop. That is, she didn't stop driving. We were actually sitting in the backseat of an Uber. But rather, she just paused. Like, 
she took some moments to herself before she replied to me. And that alone is a great story. At least to me, it is. You just don't usually see that, right? Like in typical conversations, someone talks, someone responds, someone asks a question, somebody replies, right? You don't usually have the experience, at least I don't, where someone takes their time. And I'm talking about a good 30 seconds to reply to my question. It was actually an awesome moment for me, and I very much appreciated her sense of deliberateness, even though for other people, maybe it may have been an awkward moment. Anyway, this is what she said to me. Well, I'm pausing because anything I would say is going to sound judgy, and I'm not trying to be judgy. In fact, I'm working on not being a judgmental person, so I'm just not going to respond to that. (laughs) And that was it. We just moved on to talk about something else. That, my friends, is the power of a pause. Because it's only when you take a pause that you can wake up to recognize that you're even in a story. And it's only when you take a pause that you can gain control of a situation. And it's only when you take a pause that you actually even have a choice This is why taking a pause is the foundation for this entire body of work, because literally everything that we do is taking place in moments. And it's only when you take that pause that you can even notice what's going on inside of a moment anyway. Okay, so here is situation number two. I actually experienced this situation on Zoom during one of my membership meetings, which I offer twice a week. So my community, by the way, is called the Living Deliberately Circle, and it's open to anyone who graduates from my Living Deliberately program, which I offer several times throughout the year. Anyway, at our bi-weekly gatherings, there is a regular structure of what takes place in that hour, and part of that hour is divided into what I call partner practice. And it's during this time that you have the opportunity to meet with one of the other members and share anything from the week where you practiced living deliberately. And of course, you have an opportunity to practice holding space for your partner and listening, and then there's time to switch. Well, when there's an odd number of participants, I end up partnering with one of the members, and that's what happened recently. So I was partnered with someone. I'm going to call her Lisa just to protect her privacy. And Lisa was sharing a win with me, And she gave me permission to share this win with you. So she was sharing with me that about a year ago, her nephew got married and had a civil marriage. The plan was that the following year, which was around this time, the couple would have an actual ceremony and invite family and friends. So Lisa and her husband and the kids were looking forward to going to this ceremony this year. But actually what happened was instead of a ceremony, the nephew got divorced. But here's the thing. The divorce, for whatever reason, wasn't public knowledge. And so when Lisa's adult children started asking about, you know, what's going on and when is the ceremony, what's the plan? All she did was say that she wasn't sure and that she could ask them directly. And then she said, even if they ask her months later and they say something like, why didn't you tell us when you actually knew she would say the same thing to them? It wasn't my story to tell. 
And again, what I love so much about this win is that Lisa took a pause in order to be deliberate in her response. That wasn't her natural way of being. Instead, she had to take a deliberate stop and think about what her choice of a reply would be. Because had she not taken a stop, she likely would have said things that she didn't want to say, and then later regretted and beat herself up. That's not what happened. She didn't ruin the moment. Instead, she saved the moment. And then she went on to say to me, this is life-changing stuff, and it really works. And of course, I just nodded my head in agreement. Okay, my dear friends, have you ever been in a situation where it wasn't your story to tell, but you told it anyway? Maybe because you felt obligated, because someone asked you, or maybe because you felt nervous or awkward, or maybe because this is just the way you are, but it's not necessarily the way that you want to show up. Can you imagine what your life would look like if you could take a pause when someone asks you a question, or take a pause when you're about to speak about a story that's not really yours. This is a practice, and it doesn't come easily, but it definitely is a skill that you can cultivate when it's front of mind and when you're practicing in community. Speaking about community, I'm going to be leading another free three-day challenge very soon, starting Tuesday, September 5th. This challenge is going to be on how to silence the negative self-talk that's in your mind You know, like when you say things to yourself that you would never say to a good friend, like how you should have done better or how you're not good enough or how you always seem to mess things up. Well, we're going to take a good look at all of that and start to clean it up so you can stop staying stuck in that mindset, which doesn't serve you. And so you can start to bring more joy into your life. If you're on my newsletter, stay tuned for the email invitation. If you aren't on my newsletter, you can head over to my website now, shiragura.com, to sign up, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at shiraguraofficial, and I will send you that link right over to you. It's going to be an amazing challenge, and I can't wait to get it started. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.